2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn? When I received Christ and the Holy Spirit began to do a really cool work in my life, showing me things I've never seen before about my life and life in general, man, I was all in. I wanted more knowledge of God, more experiences with the Holy Spirit, more worship, more change in my life, as well as a lot of other things that I began to learn were available to the child of God. And as I began to study the scriptures and really began to understand a few basic truths of God's word, I noticed something in several Christians who attended other churches. They were not excited about Jesus. The people at our church were. We were a young church, and people were excited, and you could have cool conversations with them about God. But these other people that I knew were believers, and I would get together with them at work or whatever and talk to them. They're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. There were professing Christians who were very antagonistic toward others. There were gossips and slanderers among the people I began to meet, prideful toward God, like God owed them something for their church attendance. And that led me to a conclusion that church people were not necessarily followers of Jesus. I learned that at a very early period in my walk with the Lord. And when speaking to unbelievers who are hostile towards the gospel in church, one thing I found is they usually bring up all the dirt of Christianity in the church hypocrisy, money-hungry preachers living in luxury off the people, adultery in the church thanks to a few high-profile pastors committing adultery, and, and anything else they can think of to support their argument that the church is not a good thing. And there's a lot of truth in the fact that wickedness has plagued Christianity since the beginning, and in the same way it plagued the Israelites in the Old Testament as well as in modern times. So I never try to cover up the fact that evil has infiltrated the church. And Jesus and Paul even warned of this. In Matthew 7, Jesus said, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. That's where that expression of wolf in sheep's clothing comes from. It comes from Jesus. In Acts 20, 29, Paul says that, I know after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Notice he calls these people wolves among the sheep, because wolves devour. So we as followers of Christ have not only a bunch of unbelievers among us that we need to minister to and witness to and and love, but also in our churches where you think everything would be safe from evil. And we're warned that, hey, it's just as much vulnerable to evil as anyone. And that self-righteousness, man, that can creep in and create all kinds of ugliness. So it can get really frustrating when someone at your church does something really stupid and makes the headlines or social media, and your church takes yet another hit, and so does the church as a whole. But we should all stop at this point and really meditate on this principle, that God always maintains a remnant of his people amidst a vile, God-rejecting world and or church. He did it with the Israel 
Israelites at the conclusion of their exile to Babylon, where a remnant would return to the land, which they did. Of course, they ended up being pretty jacked up like their predecessors. But nonetheless, that remnant of Israel came back and was reestablished as God led them. In Isaiah 11, 11, it says, In that day the Lord will extend his hand yet a second time to recover the remnant that remains of his people from Assyria, from Egypt, from Pathros, from Cush, from Elam, from Shinar, from Hamath, and from the coastlands of the sea. Those are all ancient names of modern-day countries. Cush is probably Ethiopia. Elam is Iran. Shinar is Iraq, that area. And the coastlands of the sea, that's used of the Gentiles as a whole. And in Acts 15, 16, it says, after this, quoting from the Old Testament, after this I will return, I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen, I will rebuild its ruins, I will restore it, and the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord. And all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who make these things known from old. Do a word search if you have Bible software. Look up the word remnant and see how many times it's used of a people yet future who will defy the evil of the day and stay faithful to Jesus. And these are the people I want to lift up because they are found in every church on every continent, even outside the churches all over the world. Jesus said in John 6, No one comes to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. So the Father there is doing the ministry. It's not necessarily missionaries or pastors or whatever. It's the Father drawing people. That's where it starts. And so this is the point. There's a lot of people on the planet who have been drawn to Jesus by the Father, and they believe. Some of these people are involved in churches while others are not. And there are places where a decent church is as rare as a spirit-filled believer, but the believers are out there, and they often get totally unnoticed because they appear so insignificant, even if they're in a church and they faithfully serve for 50 years, or because they don't fit the church profile people want to see, so they're kind of dismissed as being insignificant. There's other reasons as well why we would discount certain people who are true believers because they don't appear to be to us. But we would do well not to judge a person or people based on their appearance or lack of social interaction. Rather, get to know them and look at their faith. They're the ones who will be wearing the large crowns in heaven. So for those who don't go to church because they believe everyone else is a hypocrite, the truth is twofold. Yes, nearly every person on the planet is infected with some degree of hypocrisy, including us. So the fact that the church is full of hypocrites, realistically it's true, but in the sense that people are not faithful believers, rather a bunch of phony religious people is not necessarily true. Yes, there are those in church who are phony, and there are those who are not really obeying the command to deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow Jesus. But that can be due to ignorance of the scriptures and Jesus more so than hypocrisy, because some pastors do not teach the word. People are ignorant, and that's no bueno. But nestled away in the quiet places of Christianity, there are those faithful servants of Jesus doing the work of the ministry God has called them. And these are the people who we should seek out and hang out with, sincere followers of Jesus, who are very diverse and oftentimes a strange bunch of people like the Twelve Apostles. They were really different, but Jesus changed the world using these twelve. And now it's our turn to be that light for Jesus and stand in the gap for this planet. And the battle is raging and souls are being lost every day as they enter into eternity, rejecting the only hope of eternal life. Salvation by grace means you don't deserve it. Through faith means you got to believe it. The free gift that's available to whosoever believes in him, Jesus. Remember, the Father is drawing people to Jesus every day. Those of us broken vessels that for some strange reason Jesus uses in his ministry, we have the truth. It's in the word. It's in our lives. And we're commanded to proclaim it. So do it.
Church people are a mixed group of dysfunctional people who don't deserve salvation, but Jesus gave it to us anyway as a beautiful gift meant to be shared with all who are interested. And there's a lot of people interested in salvation, but not church. So share that message. Step out in faith. Talk about your faith with someone that God has put in your path. Ask a person in need or someone who you know is hurting if you can pray with them. And a lot of times they'll say yes, then pour out God's love to them as he pours it out into your heart. Then you can be a true church person, the child of God who belongs to Jesus Church. As he said in Matthew 16, verse 18, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus' church, or his congregation, is the legitimate children of God, collectively gathered from all mankind. Revelation 5, 9. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed a people for God from every tribe and language, and people, and nation, and you have made them a kingdom of priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. So the true believers, one day, we're going to reign with Jesus in this age to come. Are you one of them? Are you a true child of God? Second Corinthians thirteen five. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you failed to meet the test? Every professing Christian should examine themselves. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Has your life been transformed from darkness to light? Are you now convicted when you do something wrong that used to not bother you? Are you in prayer asking Jesus to forgive you and build you up to be the person he wants you to be? Are you studying the scriptures and learning to obey them? I think I just eliminated a lot of churchgoers. But you, if you're listening to this and feel the drawing to Jesus by the Father, then believe. Walk in the light as the Holy Spirit begins the work and you will be blessed. Thank you.